All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode 22 of Rolling with the Barons. This is your host, head coach of the Brooklyn Barons, Rolling Woods. All right. The Brooklyn Barons are a franchise, the best, with the Relocation Football League. All right, you can find out more about the Relocation Football League at www.relocationfootballleague.com. All right, that will link you to not only the socials for the league, all right, but it will also link you to news, updates, information for all of the other teams. It links you to the stats of all the players for the league and get you hip to the schedule so you can catch these next games, like everything you want to know. It'll link you to the shop because once you find your favorite team, you're going to want some You gonna want some gear. You're going to want some gear. So once you go to relocationfootballleague.com, it'll link you to everything, bro, everything that you need to know. All right, and if you want to follow the Barons, your new favorite RFL team, bro, you can follow us on Twitter and IG at Barons RFL. All right. Today we will be talking about our recent defeat to the Toronto Thunderbirds. Week 12. The final score of the game was 16 to 10. And bro, I got so much to say. It's so much that I want to say. But as we always do, we're going to start with the questions from the Discord. All right. And luckily this time, I was in my feelings because we just lost. So I saw that we had some questions, but I didn't really read them because I didn't really care at the time. I was in my feelings, and all I was thinking about was hurry up and take these pictures so y'all can end this end this stream. Well, usually the stream ends as soon as they they cut the joint, but it's like you still gotta wait a couple a couple minutes. It's like hurry up, hurry up. You feel me? Hurry up, end this. So I can go back and watch this tape because, yo, yo. And then what made it crazy was I was, I was with, I was with a shorty for real. Like, I was with a shorty. So it was like, all right, not only am I making, I don't want to say making, not only am I asking her to sacrifice this time for me to watch my game because, hey, love you to death. But. You're not my barons. Like, she ain't gonna listen to this because it's madness. So it don't matter. Love you to death. You're not my barons. Gotta watch my team. So we're gonna have to wait. You can Netflix it up. I know you can find some girly. She found something. She watched it. It was cool. You feel me? But, hey, listen. My barons come first, man. And my attitude at the end of the game, she knew what it was. She knew what it was as soon as the game ended. And luckily, she knows me. And... She is who she is, you feel me? So I wasn't as sad when I woke up the next morning, you feel me? But listen to me, I'm still heated, you feel me? I was still, I woke up heated, I went back to the game. Like, listen to me, I'm heat, I'm heated, I'm heat, I'm hot, I'm still hot. And it might not be for the reasons why everybody thinks I'm gonna be upset. I'm upset, bro, I'm upset, but. Hey, we're going to go to the Discord. 
I'm scrolling through now. Boom. Since it was the last game, and as I'm recording this, there's a game plan, so I should be able to just go to the press conference and we be right there. You feel me? Uh, shout out to the shout out to the Cougars, man. Shout out to the Cougars. I hope you are victorious. I hope you're winning right now as I'm recording this game. I definitely gonna hop in and, and give it the like. I'm gonna give it the like, and then I'm gonna come back and watch the game. You feel me? The like is I gotta get a like because it's the RFL, man, and it's the Cougars are a team that I rock with, man. I rock with the Cougars. It's not just because of mix. You feel me? I rock with mix him being a coach, but it's just a lot of players on the Cougars that I really, really rock with. They're a very active team, man, on the socials, man. And if you're a coach, man, who really, really... I, every coach is different, so I'm not going to put that stigma on everybody. You feel me? It's like... But for me, personally, man, I love having active players, man. I love having active players, man. And to see the Cougars have so many active, dedicated, long-time players, bro. I'm kind of jealous, bro. I'm kind of jealous. I'm kind of jealous, bro. And I don't really get jealous because that's not a very masculine trait, bro. But it's just like from that aspect, man, that's one of the reasons why I try to I try to promote my team hard, man. I want guys to try to the who who are active, who want to play for us, man. It's just like having active guys, man. It's just it's a whole different vibe, bro. It's a whole different vibe when you hit the chat. You hit the chat at the Cougars game, bro. Well, all their players in the chat, bro. Like, let me tell you something. It's something different, man. It's something different. It's something different. And right now, I think I have three. I th- no, no, four submitted. No, I have a lot of submitted players. You feel me? I can say I have a lot of submitted players, but just as far as, like, guys that I selected and who are still active now, I think I have, uh, I know I got uh, Yap still here. Cheeseburger just bounced back for on us, but I know he's in school. Like, when he's not in school, Cheeseburger is super active. And same with, uh... Same with uh, KB, man. When KB's not in school, he's super active, too. And the thing with uh, Yap, I think he's, like, in a different... He's in a different country, for real. Like, I know me, KB, and uh, and uh, Cheese, we're in USA, for real. We're in, we're in USA. And I know, I think Yap, Yap, uh, I want to say Australia or New Zealand is something... It's somewhere way over there. So, I know they're on a whole different vibe. They're on a whole different time than us, bro. And... and his accent, bro, I appreciate the fact that he can even come through. When he comes through, bro, I appreciate that, bro. So, I like having active guys, seeing active guys in the chat is uh, something that I really, really, uh, I really like, man. And just to see the Cougars have so many active guys, bro, like, I'm really jealous, man. I'm really jealous, just to be honest. But big shout-out to Mix. Big shout-out to the Cougars. I hope y'all winning right now playing the, playing the Bulls, even though, it's Brooklyn in the house, man. Even though it's Brooklyn in the house, bro, I gotta go. Since it's Coach versus CPU, man, I gotta go with my dog. I got, I gotta go with my guy Mix, and I gotta go. I gotta go with the the Cougars, man. I just got a lot of homies on the Cougars, bro. A lot of people that I rock with. All right, so now Discord open. We here now. About. We're going to answer the questions, man. All right, we're going to start with uh, Miles Hollywood. Actually, it's Hollywood Miles. Mix already established that. It's Hollywood Miles. All right, so he says, neither QB threw a TD. Neither QB threw a touchdown. All right. 
Crazy play calls to get TDs on the fake field goal. All right. How do you plan to get the offense rolling in the upcoming weeks? All right. Now, this is a question. Let me go ahead and mark this now. I'm going to mark a couple questions in here. I'm going to just put Flames next to them. So that way my guy, Nikki Flames, knows when uh, when we call in to him, man, I want him to come back to these questions and answer these questions. All right. Now, I'm going to have my view of these questions. But I'm also sure he's going to have his view of these questions. And he's not going to hear my view, which is going to be great, which is going to be great. So if they're if they're countering views, you feel me, they might be linking views. But he won't be able to hear my views because even with Nikki Flame, even he may get the podcast before everyone else. But I never let him hear like like now that I switched the format, like I don't send him my part. And then let him do his part. Like I keep it all natural, keep it one hundred, because that's that I want to come one hundred when I do the podcast. That's why I do it in the time when I can do it. Like usually when I start this, I come right off the game, like right off my review. Like I've watched it, I've watched it, even if I have to watch it a, a extra time, just so I can have the same frustrations or the same happiness when I kind of do this pot. All right, so I know when Nikki Flames comes back to listening. To this whole entire pot, he's not gonna know what I said beforehand. Now it may link, it may not. We'll see. That's the that's the beauty of working with Nikki Flames, man. Is sometimes we come to the same conclusion for different reasons, man. So hey, we'll see. All right. So the key thing right now is what Miles, what Hollywood Miles asking is how do we get the how do we plan to get the offense rolling in the upcoming weeks? All right, uh, man. I have two things. I have two things that are very, very, to me, that will be very, very key. All right. Number one. All right. We get Kenny Steele back our next RFL game. Like, our next week is going to be an NFL bye week, which uh, right now in the thick of things we need because I think the Thunderbirds have, uh, I don't know if they have, all RFL games, I got to double-check that. I think they have all RFL games left right now. And then I also think that the, or I know that the Explorers, man, they got a whole bunch of NFL games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So they're kind of just sitting pretty, man. And for them to be, for them to have gone through what they've gone through, but me, I know Bill, one of the reasons why I'm in this division is because of the level of coaches that were here when I was in this division. And with Bill still being here, I know Bill, and I knew he would find a way to keep his team competitive no matter who was back there throwing. He could have been throwing it with the punter, bro. Like, I knew he was going to find a way to keep his team in the running, bro. I knew he was going to find a way to keep his team in the running. And it makes me mad because now I got to cheer for him on Thursday. It's like Thursday night when the Explorers play the Thunderbirds. We are Team Explorers in Brooklyn. We are Team Explorers. We are. We need him to win. We need all of us to have four L's collectively. So then it comes down to, hey, let the best man win. Because I feel like if the Explorers don't beat the Thunderbirds, man, I don't know who's going to do it, bro, and I don't want to be in the wild card race, man. I'd rather this division come down to, hey, me and Bill, we're going to play week 17, the game we was looking for, or else it's back, and we want this game to come down to, hey, clash of the Titans head-to-head, man, head-to-head. All right, and I think a very, very key point of this game that we was missing was Kenny Steele, bro. 
Kenny Still. I watched these runs with Mike Troy. Hey, I think Mike Troy had like, I don't know, whatever. He might have had like 15 carries, bro, for like 15 yards or whatever. 15 for 30 or whatever it was, bro. Like, he earned every yard he got, and I don't want to disrespect it. All right? And then we also had Meredith in the backfield on the three wide. And, like, I think he might have got, what, 57 yards on, uh, like, four carries maybe. So just thinking about that and just thinking about on those what? Let's roughly say it was 25 carries. I don't know. Let's just throw that out there. 25 carries. If those 25 carries were in the hand of Kenny Steele, even in those moments when those carries happened, it would have been 25 different carries. So me thinking about that, man, that was one thing that really, really jumped out, bro. That's really, I think that in the future would keep our offense rolling. All right. That is one thing that uh, we plan to do. All right, and then uh, secondly, uh, the one thing that has been bothering me about this adjusted playbook, like I like the playbook, and I feel like it's something that we should dive into uh, in, com- in competition with other playbooks, but I think it's something that we should dive into going forward to see how we really want to move with this playbook. Is this a playbook that we can build our players in? All right, but one thing that really, really bothers me about this playbook that I think it's just going to be a matter of us finding the right scheme is that our re-option game has been, it's been non-existent. It's been non, it's been so many times, and shout out to Mix because he knew, he said it at the end of the, end of the game, it's going to be in the pocket. Shout out to Mix. I've been trying... I want to re-option so bad, bro. I want to re-option so bad. But guess what? Kenny back, so the re-option's back. Kenny's back, so the re-option's back. Just listen. I know everybody tries to make the quarterback the key to the re-option, but no. The running back is the key to the re-option. We run the re-option for Kenny. I remember telling Mitch this back when we was uh, doing practices on 20. That's after the season, and it's like, bro, the key to the re-option is not Brinker, bro. It's Kenny still. It's because you cannot this Look, I've been talking about it all year. All year. All year, bro, I've been talking about it. But the one person, the one person that I knew had respect in her name coming into this season, I mean, too, Bane, you feel me? But the one person I knew had respect in her name was Kenny Steele, bro. Kenny Steele has respect on his name, bro. And the respect on his name is what makes you have to give Brink's truck the respect on his name when he gets loose on them joints. Because when it's not Kenny Still, Brink ain't getting loose. Brink ain't getting loose at all. And that's what I've been trying to establish. That's what I was telling my, my man's Mitchie. Like, the re-option may seem like it's the number one option in our offense. But it is the last option. Even on that play, the key to that play is having Superman, the man of steel, Kenny Steele, in the backfield. Because you cannot just be like, hey, we're just going to let him run. You can do that with Brink. Brink at 80 speed. You'll catch him eventually. Hopefully. Hopefully you'll catch him eventually. But you can't do that with Kenny. 
You can't. And that's why it works. And Kenny is back, bro. And I think that has been a key, a key. Our offense has been almost stagnant. All the games where he's been gone. We had one explosive game from uh, Mike Troy. But even in the game where it, he got all the yards, we barely won that joint. Like, listen to me. Listen to me. It goes back to the poll when I was talking all that. I was talking traps like, hey, Amari might be the face of the franchise, man. He might be the number one. And don't get me wrong. Amari did what he had to do. He did what he had to do, bro. But at the end of the day, this is a whole different offense when Kenny Steele is when Kenny Seal is on the field. And their results, when I put the poll on Twitter, it was votes for uh, Kenny Steele. It was votes for Kenny Steele and nobody yet. I think Amari might have won by, like, one vote. And that one vote might have been me just to get the poll going. So you never know. You never know, man. But from how things are looking right now, I think we're going to be a whole different offense when we get back on all cylinders. And that doesn't take away from the fact that in this book that we just used, the Carolina book, we could still use Kenny. We could still use Kenny. And maybe some of those re-options wouldn't have been just handoffs if Kenny was in it was in the game, man. So that's gonna be key, man. That's gonna be key. Getting our getting our re-option game going, man. That's been key to keeping us successful, man. Like we're not saying that Brinker can't sit back in the pocket and win the games, but I feel like it makes us too predictable when we have to count on him to do that. I don't like any of my players being really one-dimensional. I feel like all my players can do at least two or three things, man, and I don't want to have the quarterback be that one-dimensional guy, and I feel like Without Kenny, we've made Brinker more one-dimensional, and this really hindered our offense. So we'll see as we go forward, man. We'll see as we go forward. I think our next game is actually against the Lancers. So it'll be Baltimore versus Baltimore, man, because I'm coming out with the Ravens book. So, hey, Noah, two weeks in advance, I'm coming out with the Ravens book. But you know you. You know I'm coming out with the Ravens book, especially versus you, because you're using it too. You feel me? So, hey, I got to do it. Like, I'm not, I don't want to stop none of your shine, and I like what you've been doing with it. You don't use it the way that I use it, and I respect that. Like, I was in my, I, I was in my feelings because you was using it, and I try to pride myself on not doing what everybody else is doing. You feel me? I try to be a leader and not a follower. But it's like, hey, I, I see what you're doing. I like how you're doing it, but it's like, I feel like I can stop all of this book. And if you keep doing what you've been doing, hey, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Right now we're talking about the offense, and I feel like bringing the read option back will be key. Will be key, man. Will be key. I think not only in the run game, but in the passing game as well, man. In the passing game as well. All right, so now we're going to move on to the next question. All right, uh... It comes from uh, Keegan Mayer Jr. Uh, he's a, a season three uh, left end prospect. All right. It says, uh, great defensive game for both sides. What do you think your biggest downfall was throughout the game? Uh, scheme. Scheme. Easily scheme. Like, scheme. Like, I know, like, shout out to Mix again. Like, I know Mix was like, hey, man. You're making a statement, man. Like, this is a game. Like, keep ha- hold your head high, man. It's like, nah, bro. Like, nah, I'm heated, bro. I'm hot because one of the biggest things 
shout out to Mitchie, uh, last minute rep. It's like, I did a last minute switch that I probably should not have switched. It's not even probably. I should not have done it because I saw the effects of doing it on the field, bro, and it just made me mad. It's like, one of the biggest things that I did was switching from 3-4 disguise to 3-4 base last minute. All right. Now, the reason why I went 3-4 base is because I wanted to try to. I felt like it would put us in more press situations, bro. But it didn't put us in more press. It put us in more off, man. And then with that, it put us in more base 3-4. And I think we got eight up the most in base 3-4. All right, I think we got eight up the most when we were uh, in base and when we were in just regular three four, and they came out passing. I think that's when we got eight up the most, and those were the key plays, man. There were times where they were in nickel sets and we were still in our base, and it's just like, come on, bro, why would you do this? But then when I think about it, it's because I picked three four base, and if I just would have picked three four disguise, we just would have been out on our regular degular, and we would have we would have shut it down, bro. So that really bothered me throughout the game, like even when I talk to Nikki Flames after the game. He's talking about the review. He's talking about the offense this and the offense that and blase, blase. It's just like, nah, bro. The defense lost us this game, bro, and I put it on me, bro. I said it in a previous podcast, like, if we do not get sacks, if we do not get turnovers, we are not going to win, all right? The Thunderbirds got two turnovers, bro. And we lost this game by six points. Two turnovers. One sack. We lost this game by six points, bro. We got zero turnovers. We got zero sacks. There's no momentum changes. There was was no plays that... Put the T-Birds, like, they basically just dinked and dunked their way down the field, bro. All game. They basically just dinked and dunked their way. And it's not even like, because we were in the 3-4 base, and I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep Juan Crosby off the field, over the middle, because I feel like with the guys they have over the middle, hey, man. It will be at a disadvantage to us. I want to see Barry there because he has the strap straps. For me to just go totally against that and pick the scheme where he's going to be extra on the field because he's our starting base middle linebacker. And now we're in base formation in three wide situations, four wide situations. I'm watching Damian Parks on a receiver. Why is Damian Parks? On a receiver, bro. Like why? Because I picked three four base. That's why. That's why, like, me not thinking, like, I'm just thinking, like, hey, man, we can get some extra pressure. I'm being greedy, but, like, I should just left it how it was, man, just last minute. I be doing too much at the last minute, man. I just do what you got. I knew what to do, bro. I knew what to do, and I didn't do it. So, it is what it is. That's just one part of it. I'm going to review the defense even after all I just said. I'm going to review and tell you what I didn't like. All right, so, but that, I think that was the biggest downfall to the game scheme. Not just on defense, on offense too, man, but we'll talk about that later. The biggest, the biggest, biggest was defense, the scheme. All right, so now, uh, oh, boom, Nate Allen. Nope, 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 nope. We're not calling Nate Allen today. Today you are KB's older brother, JB, uh, Jerome Brown. All right, so Jerome Brown asked, what are your thoughts on how your offense performed against the T-Birds defense? 
That's my thoughts. My thoughts is... <sighs> because, bro, bro, and I'm not even putting this on Nikki Flames. Like, I gave Nikki Flames range. I'm not mad at the scheme that he... I'm not mad at the training that he picked. I'm not mad at the personnel uh, lineup. I'm not mad at any of that, man. I'm mad at the scheme. I'm at, at West Coast Zone, bro, and I don't put that on him. I put that on me. I put that on me. Like, I'm the coach of this team. It's up to me to make the final decisions on what this team is. And I came to the conclusion a long time ago what scheme we should run, where we excel, where we are best. And I didn't do it this game. And we should have did it. It's like, we are a West Coast spread team. It's out there. I don't care, bro. When we are working our West Coast spread, when we are working our, our West Coast spread game the way I want to work it, bro, listen, we could be, we, it's not we can. We are a dominant team, bro, with the mix of, especially out the Ravens book, with the mix of the re-option in there, bro, like, we, listen, we can be a dominant team, bro. We putting up points. Listen to me. Whenever we go in the scheme, outside of that, we don't put up no points on offense, bro. None, never, ever. None of the times, bro. None of the times. So we're not going to keep doing this. We're not. The goal is going to be how can me and Nikki Flames both use our respective quote-unquote books because he picked the Panthers, I picked the Ravens, to utilize the West Coast spread to both of our advantage, bro. That's that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. Now, there are several times, again, when I'm looking at Troy runs and thinking they should be Kenny, you feel me? Hey, but this is the Thunderbirds, man. And I think our team did a decent job, decent, job of staying within the game but really we didn't even stay within the game man if it wasn't for kb on that field goal fake bro it's three to 16 final like i i'm a realist bro like i'm a realist like hype my team i love my team bro but at the when the results come in bro i understand what it is bro and when i look at this game bro we were atrocious on offense bro now there were times when we were successful it was like the screen plays work well. The plays of Meredith work well. And I don't want to say that we should have used Meredith more consistently because Meredith hasn't shown us that consistency for us to really want to put him in. But we felt like his speed would be an advantage. When you're facing teams like the Thunderbirds, when you're facing teams like the Explorers, you have to think outside the box. It has to be more than just this guy is good. You feel me? It's like, okay, all of their guys are good too. Now what kind of advantages do you have? And the advantage that we wanted to use with uh, Meredith Speed and using running backs, it worked when we needed it to work, man. But at the end of the day, man, the Thunderbirds are the Thunderbirds. They forced a lot of throwaways, bro. And I respect the fact that Newbrink with the field general being his number one arc is throwing the ball away, man. But I miss strong arm Brink where he would kind of risk it for the biscuit sometimes. But maybe it's just scheme-wise. And if we get him back in that West Coast spray, he'll take a little bit more chances, man. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But as far as how my offense performed, man, uh, 
I'm not I'm I'm not the happiest. I'm not the happiest with how they perform, man, because we were one offensive drive. We were one successful like touchdown, like one successful offensive drive from a win. Just one. Just one. Just one. So that's 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 where I'm at right now. We're all offense right now. But hey, it is what it is. Uh it is what it is right now. I'm, I'm going to just move to the next question. We'll, we'll review that too. All right. <clears throat> now, the last question comes from uh, uh, the Elks uh, assistant coach, uh, Max Watterson. All right. Uh, and his question is, oh, wait, shout out to the uh, the the Reload cast. Yes, sir. Shout out to the Reload cast. He's, he's the, uh, he does the Reload cast. Definitely, definitely. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can work something out. Or we could do uh, the joint venture. You feel me? Like he jumps on the reload cast. I mean, or I jump on the reload cast, and then he jumps on uh, rolling with the bears. All right. So uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, his question right now is based on the based on this game. You feel as if you're proud of what you did on both sides of the ball. If not, what are you not proud of? I'm not proud of this game. On both sides of the ball, I'm not proud of the lack of offensive production. I'm not proud of the lack of stops on defense. It's like it was too much dink and dunk. Uh, I knew that we had to have some bumps and bruises, especially with our guy uh, VA man VA. There was some times where he got a lot of the key plays was VA getting ate up for real. Like especially that that play to Dean Staley man on the sideline that could have been a touchdown, bro, with a better throw. Because my man's got eight up. Then switch routes. I thought we was playing the Desperados again. It's like, bro, they came. I, I guess I got to say great game plan. Because they kept attacking the same spots. But then at the same time, I feel like we weren't executing our game plan to the best of our ability until later in the game. And it's like we stopped this man, uh, Old Street, from having a very, very productive. He had to work for every yard that he got, bro. But at the same time, it's like. We just gave up a lot of plays over the middle. It was like, no, it wasn't anybody specifically that just got out of hand, bro. It was just the consistency of the area of where guys got out of hand. That really, really, really bothers me. All right, but I'm not proud of that. And I'm not proud of our lack of efficiency on offense, uh, especially in the... In the deep passing game, like, we got plays off underneath, man, but it's just like we didn't get anything really going to our receivers how I wanted to. All right. So, boom. That's the end of the – that's the end of the Discord questions. Let me hop back on Anchor. Let's see where we at. Boom. All right. We had 30 minutes just off the questions. But, hey, I'm about to wrap to y'all, so – Get ready, and then we still gonna have a call in with Nikki Flames, so he can give you how he felt about the offense. All right, so as always, since it's me, man, I'm gonna start with the defense. Uh, first and foremost, uh, big loss with the uh, with with losing Cheeseburger, uh, Mar Rivers, man, big, 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 big loss, bro. Like I'm still, I have, I, luckily, I have an extra week to figure things out, man, but. Cheese was my first round pick, bro. Like, my first year as a coach, bro. Like, last season, he was my first round pick, and he's the key 
to this defense. You may not see it, bro, like, because he's not, like, this year specifically, he's not super putting up, like, the super stats that he was putting up last year. But it's just like, bro, he is the key to foundation and trying to find another. There's no other cheese, bro. It's no other cheese. So just having to get by, especially with, the running, the teams we're going to be playing and how they're going to be running the ball to not have cheese in the middle, it's going to suck, bro. It's going to suck, bro. It's going to be trash, bro. It's going to be trash, man, and I'm going to have to try to scheme around it, and it's going to, I'm probably going to have to do things I don't really want to do, bro, and it's just like, <sighs> but hopefully he, he should be back. For the Explorers game, man, week 17. I'll go right now. It's just to get to a point to where that even matters, bro. Because if we go in there with six losses, it's not going to matter if he there or not, bro. We out the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to win out. We have to win out. Like, we need the Explorers to win on Thursday, and then we have to win out. That's the only way we can get this division, bro. That's the only way we can get this division. We need... And Explorers went on Thursday, and then we need to win out. And I was trying my best not to have the Explorers game have any meaning, bro, but it might mean everything, bro. And it's just like, it's just like we can't get over the, like, I keep feeling like we be right there, bro. We be right there, bro. We be right there, and then something happens, and we just jack and drill, go up the hill, and then jack fell down, and we jack, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why do we keep falling down the hill every time we get up here, bro? Why do we keep falling down the hill? But it's me every time. Every time it's me, bro. Every time it's me, it's like I just be looking at the game. It's like I didn't have to call 3-4 base. We could have 3-4 disguised this game, bro, and won this game by, like, 20 for real. Like, when I really look back at the tape, man, how they was playing and how we was playing, bro, like, if in the right scheme, if we West Coast spread this and we 3-4 disguised this, bro, come on, bro, this is light work, bro. Like, I know it's not light work because it's we going to score, though. Like, that's, bro, if we score. Bro, we score, bro. One score. Offense or defense. That's my thing. A pick six game. Like, we've been pick sixes. Like, we've been, we didn't even get no pick. Like, come on, bro. We ain't get no sack. We ain't get no pick. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. What are we out here doing? I'm just watching them throwing the end. Whoever can get that, it was basically a race to the middle. This whole game was basically whoever can get to the middle first, I'm going to throw you the ball. The whole game. And it's bro, it's just trash to watch. Like it was sometimes like it was some attacking on the outside, but bro, if you really watch this game, like it was whoever gets to the middle first, I'ma throw it to you. And that's so trash, bro. And I it's gotta be the bro, we it's gotta be the book, bro. It's gotta be the book. Because I used this book last year and I had the same kind of issues and it's made me what pick 
it is what made me pick up the people who I picked up in free agency, bro. And then you just still be going after. Now, I know a lot of that was me being a 3-4 base, bro. And I think if we switch to the skies, it might be a whole different look. It might be a whole different vibe. We'll see. I'm not going to scrap this book just off that. We just got to learn along the way. But it's just I just feel like that, bro, was key, bro. Like, this book, it's been a lot more of y'all in the middle in this book. And I don't like it, bro. And it's also been a lot less of us getting in the backfield, bro. And I don't like that neither. Like, if we, listen, Pittsburgh might, when it has been, is a lot less of y'all running. And with the teams that I have to play, it's been a lot less of y'all running. And it's no team, no disrespect, that's on my league or on my schedule. No disrespect, but it's it's probably disrespect. I don't care. Like, it's no team that we play coming up that I feel like we can't just man up. None of y'all, like, none of y'all for real. Sorry, like, it's out there. Like, so if we go key and run, like, I feel like we're going to have to. Like, Lancers, we're going to have to key and run. We're going to have to. Like, you could be like, oh, or you go key and run, I'm going to throw it, throw it. You're, you definitely going to throw it. Let Morris Justice throw it. You, let, let him throw it. I ain't scared of him at all. Let him run it. I'm ready to pop him, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the Thunderbirds. I think if we change the scheme up, man, it's a whole different beast, bro. And I gotta stop. I gotta stop putting us in trash situations, bro. It'd be me, bro. I should just left it alone. I should just left it alone. I know Mitchie's probably like, ha ha ha. Yeah, well, I can't do Mitchie's voice, but y'all know who Mitchie's how Mitchie's out. So <laughs> shout out to my bro, because I know he'll be like, how it sound, but hey, you know how you sound, bro. So it's like I know, bro, he just that's what you get. But it is what I get, man. That's what I get. I got to do better, man. Got to do better. VA got a little bit of growth out of this game. Uh, we seen a lot of... We seen a lot of... Uh, it's been okay. Sorry about that call. Hopefully it doesn't ruin the podcast. But uh, we seen a lot of VA that can be worked with. But we also seen a lot of VA. VA gave up a lot of key plays, and our defense could have been a lot more dominant if somebody with more experience was there. So yeah, it's all good. We'll learn from it. We'll grow from it. We'll still continue. Uh, we'll still continue to try to put him in the best situations. I feel like we do have the guys around him that. Uh, if he does give up a little bit, uh, we will suffice, bro. But he almost gave up a touchdown to on that Dean Steady play, bro. He got eight up on that switch. But it is what it is. All right, we got to do better. Uh, I will do better. <sighs> we we got to get better pressure. We got to start getting turnovers. If we don't get pressure, if we don't get sacks, if we don't get turnovers, we're not going to win. I said it. I meant it. It is what it is. Even this, it's so small, bro. The deficit was so small, bro. And it's like, even, like, listen, maybe Mix was right when he said this was a statement game because all I'm thinking about is how atrocious we was. And if me thinking that we was atrocious and how we could have been better and then still the results of this game to look like, hey, you don't want to come through here, bro, it's just going to make it even more you don't want to come through here. So, We'll see, man, but it's just I got to get I gotta get it together, man. And now we're getting into crunch time, and I don't want to be overthinking it because I'm trying too hard to win. I just know we can't lose, bro. I just know we can't lose. All right. Uh, offensive review, man, switching over to the offensive review. Uh, 
Start with the positive. Stuart Thompson. I know that's probably not where he thought I was going to go. Stuart Thompson filling in as our uh, guard. Like I know I had, uh, I had planned to get Walford there a couple of times. But uh, last week it was by accident. This week on purpose, man. Stuart Thompson was in the spot. And he held it down, man. He did, especially against the caliber of line that we had. For us to only give up one sack and he wasn't the guy to give it up, man. I'm hyped. For what he can grow into, man, and we want to keep building him, man. We want to keep building. All right. Another positive is great to see Carl Meredith being successful, man. Like when we had him on the last gen, he wasn't as effective as we would like him to be. On this gen, he was a lot more effective, man. He showed it today that there are ways that we can't use him, and we'll see how that goes in the future, man. Or trying to uh, see if we'll get him a lot more reps. Uh, there were times where we felt like especially against a team like Toronto, that if we had him at different spots, he might have been a lot more effective and we might have had different results just because of the speed that he has. Uh, it's about learning teams, man, and learning what's what's best, man, about the game plan. It's like with the caliber of the T-Birds line, having a guy like Mike Troy who has to pick up speed might not be as beneficial as having a guy as like Meredith who already has that speed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he could just like there are a lot of times where like especially on the fourth downs where Mike Troy just barely got it and there it probably would have been times where Meredith would have got two or three yards. So thinking about things like that, man, it just helped me grow as a coach as far as getting uh personnel together, man. Thinking deeper, like I always try to think a little deeper, man, but just like I I was telling Nikki Flames, man, as soon as you start feeling like you know it all, man, like you you'll start you'll start losing, man. You always gotta think outside the box, think about every little detail. And I think that was the detail that in hindsight we I should have thought about a little bit more, man. I should have thought about a little bit more. It's just the love that I have for my guys, and I've known Troy, I've seen Troy. Like, I had Troy in the college series when I was coaching the Beats. Like, a lot, KB was on my team, Troy was on my team. Uh, who else was on my team that I have right now? It's somebody else who was on my team uh, that I have right now. Uh, man, it's going to come back later, man, but. It's going to come out later. But the people who are on my team, man, I had a lot of great players on my team, man. Like, I had, uh, I got, uh, Nick Firestorm, my, uh, that's probably what I'm thinking about. Nick Firestorm, my, uh, my, uh, offensive assistant now. Uh, he was on my, uh, Beast team and his running backs on our Desperados backing up Tavion. I got, uh, I had Sean Acosta on my Beast team, man. Uh, wide receiver for the Wizards last Marshall. Uh, I think he got rookie of the year, man, or he should have got rookie of the year. Uh, he showed out. I got uh, Jason Henderson, who's on the Explorers. Uh, he was on my team. I hate that I got to see him twice a year, man. But uh, he's he's a great, great, great player, man. Who else? I, I got uh, Cam hey uh, Horward on my team. I think he's on the uh, on the Wizards too, for real. Uh, he was a center, bro. Uh, underrated, but uh, great, bro. Great, bro. People don't think about Lyman. Lyman don't get no love. You feel me? I had, uh, Corrigan was a guy who was on my uh, Beast team. I drafted him, uh, but then I ended up trading him to uh, uh, OKC, uh, to the Lancers, man. He's been doing great before the in injury. So, yeah, man, there's been a couple guys, man. There's been a couple guys on my squad, man, a couple guys on my squad who's uh, turned out to uh, be great, man. There's another guy who was on my squad that I'm thinking about uh, hopping on doing uh, – 
the free agency period, man, we can start trading you. There's another guy who used to be on my beat squad that uh thinking about acquiring about. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It's not what think about. I'm trying to acquire about him. It's just how it's going to go, man. It's just how it's going to go. We'll see. But anyway, long story short, man, our offense wasn't as productive as I would like us to be. I think uh, coming out in the West Coast uh, zone really hindered that. I felt like just where our just where our offense attacked in the West Coast spread uh, out of this book from watching it the last game, I think it would have been a lot more beneficial to us. Uh, we, we're trying to just expand, man. It was more so me trying to just add a little bit more versatility to our offense, man. But sometimes you just have to be what you are, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. And uh, we did go West Coast spread out of the Panthers book, and we had a little bit more success against the uh, Wizards as far as scoring, man. So we're feeling like that. We are who we are, man. We are who we are. It's just going to be adjusting to players as they upgrade within the scheme, man. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, we will definitely see how that goes, but uh, I think not. I think our scheme played a big part in uh, played a big part in where we wanted to attack. Uh, I also think that the Thunderbirds did a great job of stopping us. Uh, we didn't attack as much deep as we did last game, which I think was one of the key things about uh, the West Coast spread. I feel like it has a more balanced attack all over the field than most of the other schemes. It's just because it's a spread out formation, man, it's, the protection is a little bit limited compared to the other schemes. But if you have the guys, you have the guys. And even though uh, we wanted to attack uh, more short with this book, we just I just feel like from me watching... Uh, the review, because not only was I reviewing the offense, I was just reviewing the book. I just feel like just from me watching, just the way this book moves fits the West Coast spread more. Because even with us being in a West Coast zone scheme, I feel like we would show a little bit more base sets, more two wide receiver sets. And we really came out in a lot more spread sets than expected. And uh, we still didn't get the re-option uh, feature that we wanted. We think that's more so because guys don't respect our running back. It's the same as they respect Kenny. Uh, I'm not going to say we. I'm going to say me. So, and our offensive review, man, was we got shut down, bro. If it wasn't for KB, ain't no offense. And even that was special teams. It just showed that all three facets of the game was key. Uh, if we did have Morris, man, Morris, listen, I know I hype my punter, and people don't think about punters, man, but it was two times where – Morris put those Thunderbirds back on the 11, man, and it was key, man. It was key to the stop. Your punter is really key to the stop. You want to start people as far back as possible. You want to take away all the momentum. Uh, Morris is really good at directional kicks, man, and you want to take away all momentum of the return. Like, if you see Morris, man, if if it's like from, I'll say from the, from if, when you split the field from all 45, 40-ish, to anywhere else on the field where we'll punt, he's kicking it out of bounds, and it's going to be within the 20, bro. Like, unless you get back there and rattle him, which I doubt you're going to have to block it. Like, it's going to be within the 20, bro. It's going to be with You're inside the 20. And hopefully we can keep that going, bro, because we're trying to get him. Uh, we're trying to get him a dev up. I don't know if punters get devs up, if they're the best punter. But we're trying to get our guy the most uh, – 
We're trying to get our guy the most uh, kicks inside the twenty man. That is our goal. I think we're I think we're number one right now. Uh, hopefully we can keep that consistent. I know uh, my guy Mitch was telling me the the percentage wasn't the best as far as when it hap uh, how much it happens. But hey, when it happens, it happens. That's what I be thinking about. I don't always think about how many times like within the kicks that he's made that it's been inside the 20 i think about when we need it inside the 20 is it there and i can't think of a time other than the time where we missed the down and it ended up being a touchback or when we need it inside the 20 it's not inside the 20 and hey shout out to my man kevin morris man hopefully we get that we get him to the pro bowl well hopefully we get him to the reload bowl so he's not playing in the pro bowl all right but we definitely want to get him Pro Bowl caliber notoriety. And we I think he might be MVP of the game uh, for us. And I kind of want to throw him up there on the uh, on the cover, man, because punters don't get no love, man. He might be he might be the cover. But uh, we're, we're going to scroll through, man. We might. Shout out to ESJ, man. Shout out to ESJ. Hey, you got your payback, bro. You got your payback. Like, I know, like. Them rookie blues, bro, and the rookie blues. The first game, we was kind of coming at you, man. The second game, you bounced back, man. And I'm just telling you, like, listen. Listen to me. ESJ, listen to me. For the rest of your life, for the rest of your life, you a rookie, for the rest of your life, it's going to be you versus Amari, bro, two times a year, bro. Get used to it, bro. It's going to be a showdown. This is going to be one of those showdowns that goes down in our field history over the years, bro. Because we never really had anything like this. With an active, like, highly touted corner coming in and facing another young, highly, or well, not highly active, but highly touted wide receiver bro like you and amari are going to be a battle bro you and amari are going to be a battle bro for years bro for years and i can't wait to see it bro big shout out to you for the bounce back you got to pick the silver the game for you bro i just like for you bro I'm going to say you are going to be the podcast cover. If we got the pick of you getting that high-flying uh, pick, bro, you're going to be the podcast cover, bro. And I'm going to tag you too, bro, just so you know. Because I don't know if you really listen to the podcast or not, bro. But I'm going to tag you just so you know, bro. Like, bro, you know we've been rapping, bro, since you got drafted. Even before then, bro, you know we've been rapping back and forth, bro. And I, I love the fact that. You could be competitive like that, bro, but it's all out of love, bro. Ups and downs, bro. You have to be able to accept them. Just like as a coach, bro, you have to be able to accept them as a player too, bro. And I really respect that. And I really can't wait to see the Thunderbirds low-key, man. They got a lot of active guys out there, bro, and they really love their squad, bro. And they really love their uh, – they really love Mark too, bro. And just that, bro, that just – I want that, bro. Like, I feel like I got that with Yap and Cheese and KB, bro. But it's just more of that, bro. It's just, like, seeing that in the chat, bro. Like, these guys aren't just rookies. You feel me? Like, these are guys who've been here over the years coming back to watch their guys, bro. And just what they got built over there, man, it's something special, bro. It's something special. But even with that, we ain't scared of y'all in Brooklyn, bro. We ain't scared of y'all. And we coming. We going to see y'all again. One way or another, bro, we're going to see y'all again, bro. I hope it's to knock y'all out the playoffs, bro, but we're going to see y'all again. 
We're going to see y'all again, bro. All right. So now we done got a little deep in this, man. We about 50, 51, 31 where I'm at right now, man. So I'm going to kind of chill. Y'all know I'm upset, man. I feel like two different schemes changed the outcome of this game, bro. But at the same time, we don't have no time to moat. We can only grow, man. Uh, we got one more. We got one more. Uh. NFL win. That'll put us at eight. And then let me tell you something good, bro. Our next win. Our next win. Ain't no more eight and eight. I've been trying to tell y'all, ain't no more eight and eight when it comes to the bands. We not losing four. We not. I refute, bro. I refute. We are not losing four. So just to let y'all know. Hopefully it's on the next part. Ain't no more eight and eight. Ain't no more eight and eight. Ain't no more eight and eight, bro. But anyway, from here, that's my segment. We're going to. We're going to call in the Nikki Flames, man. Uh, get his review of the offense. This is his first uh, few, full reign of the offense, and the defense that he was playing was no joke. So we definitely want to get his uh, perspective of what has been going on, man, uh, or what went on that game, uh, his views of what he saw from the offense, man. And uh, also, we definitely got the – I got to make sure I put the Flames everywhere I need to put the Flames. All right, and uh, we'll see, man. We're go, but we're about to call into him now, man. So, here we go. Nikki Flames, how you feeling, my man? Pretty good. Uh, not about our game, but in general, in life, feeling pretty good. Not about our last game, <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Uh, I've had a little bit of let it go. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too mad about it anymore. Before, I was super disappointed about it. I was just, I don't know. After it happened, like, I went down to my living room, and my mom asked me, she's like, why are you so mad? I'm just like, no reason. My man, I was going through, I was going through the same thing. I was going through the same kind of thing. I happened to be with my, uh, one of my friends, one of my friends, and she just knew just from the end of the game just what kind of mood I was in. I definitely understand. Yeah, was, my girlfriend. My girlfriend wanted to call me, and I was just like, "I'll call you in like an hour," because <laughs> right. I was just frustrated about it. I was just like, "Man, how could this happen?" I thought we had. I thought we were gonna win this game. I was just so frustrated. Me, me too, man. I knew we were gonna win this game, man. We needed this game. Yeah, we 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 fell just short. Just short. Just short. We had chances to win this game, and we just didn't. Definitely, definitely. All right, so I've done, I've done uh, earlier segment of the pod, man, and I've done my defensive review and all of that. Stuff. All right, uh, there are there are questions in the uh, press conference that I answered, but I also felt like you said answer some of them too. So I left, uh, I left uh, for Nikki Flames on those questions. So I will give you. From your uh, point of view, time to, to sit with the game and understand uh, how you feel about or All right. You were breaking up a little bit on my side, but I understood you. So the first question uh, that, that you have marked is uh, neither quarterback threw a touchdown, and that's kind of crazy. We did that crazy play call to get a touchdown on the fake field goal, and how do I plan to get the offense rolling in the coming weeks? And uh, Well, first off, I mean – I felt like at times our offense didn't move well, but those times where our offense moved well, we immediately turned it over once we got to the red zone. We fumbled, We had that long run by Meredith. 
immediately fumbled. Then we had that drive and that fourth down conversion. And then we immediately threw an interception, which I where which the cornerback just kind of mossed our receiver. Like it wasn't really Brinker's fault. He threw a jump ball that like I mean, you gotta give your receivers chances to make a play. I mean, they he just got mossed. Defender made a good play. But the offense did not look its best. And I think that's partially because of the scheme we use. Also partially because the Thunderbirds defense is just really good. But we were trying out West Coast on run, and we had an idea of how we thought it would work. And it didn't work that way. I mean, we thought it would attack short with good passes and drags and all the middle routes. And really what it did is it just did a lot of weird screens and weird jet sweeps and stuff that just didn't work. It did a lot of weird plays that I didn't expect it to do. And when it did do the stuff that I thought it was going to do, those are the times we moved down the field. Those are the times we were going down the field making progress and then just had a costly turnover. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. I mean, our training also wasn't perfect, but I don't think our training was really that bad. And then there's a question by Nate Allen. What are your thoughts on how the offense performed against the T-Birds defense? And, uh, I mean, I don't think our offense played up to the standards I have set for it. I mean, we, we should score more than 10 points. Even even with the two turnovers, my offense needs to score more than 10 points. We got it one of seven of our points off a of fake field goal. We got to score more than 10 points. We, we could have only scored three if that fake field goal didn't go as well as it did. Like, we could have ended up with three points at the end of that game. Our offense didn't move the ball the way it was supposed to. Even with the turnovers – they needed to move the ball more consistently. I mean, that's that's not how we're supposed to play. Thunderbirds are a great defense, but, I mean, if if we lose a game where we only allow 16 points, there, there's a problem with our offense. We got we to gotta look at. And I think that problem's the scheme. The problem is the scheme, and I think that's going to be fixed. And next week we're going to come out and we're going to drop like 30. So that's my opinion on that. My God. I, I – I agree with everything that you said. Some of the things I didn't even think about, like how you said that once we started being productive, it was right when we immediately led to a turnover. I didn't even think of that. That but, really killed our momentum. You are very right. Just the offense got rolling, we'd immediately throw an interception. And our, it seemed like our game plan, the, the offense, like uh, Madden's offense, how they do it, because the game kind of does adjust it would immediately be like, oh, that doesn't work what we did last drive just because of the interception, and we just immediately would go away from it. <laughs> right. Right. And I also think, like, with us calling, like, I feel like uh, with the way things look, it was kind of just like what it would have looked like under a different scheme. Like our original scheme, I guess the West Coast front. Like from how from when we ran our first game against uh, the Wizards, and then from this game that we just did, uh, just had against the Thunderbirds. I think a lot. It was a lot of the same concepts. It was just things kind of were just missing from this game that we had in the other. I agree. I mean, it, it missed some of the passing plays that I liked. In the other scheme, and it missed some of, and it add what it added in its place were a lot of plays that didn't align with what we wanted to do. Like it did a lot of, like I don't hate jet sweeps, but against the team we were playing against, I don't really like jet sweeps that much. And it right. ran. 
Like, and it, for some reason, what annoyed me most is the game ran like eight, eight or nine of them that game or some crazy amount. Because it felt like we ran one every drive, and our best one was three yards. I'm pretty sure. Like, we had right. one like, three yards. And the game was just like, no, we're going to keep doing this. <laughs> the game was like, right. used to give up on this jet sweep. It's going to work one of these times. And it just never did. <laughs> the jet sweep never worked. And it was just like, we refused to give up on this. It's going to work. And it just never did. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, we know how it works, and uh, I don't know if we'll ever go back to it. We probably won't. We might, but probably not. I think it'll just be situational. Actually, I want to say, actually, I just want to say, no, I think we should just stick with the West Coast spread. Like, I keep wanting to be like versatile, but I think we should just do what's working. Yeah, West Coast spread. We just got to go West Coast. And then we can run trainings out of West Coast spread, and West Coast spread will look different every week depending on what we run training-wise. Yes. And I think I think from now we should just focus on how we can use this team to the best of our ability. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we were going wrong. We were trying to unneededly change things. We know what Brinker plays best. He plays best in that West Coast spread. So, Yeah. <laughs> And it's been the only team where we score points on offense this whole season. Yeah, it seems to be the only thing that works for us for some reason. So, yeah. And then, like, even it's like out of both playbooks because we used it against the Wizards and it was a lot more successful than it was against the Thunderbirds when we Honestly, didn't use it. I think one big thing that hurt us in this game is the West Coast zone run. One thing that wouldn't change – between West Coast spread and West Coast run, I mean, West Coast spread and West Coast zone run, was the fact that our run game couldn't get going. It ran basically the same type of – it ran a lot of the same running plays. Granted, there were some, some slightly better ones West Coast spread ran. But the Thunderbirds defense, defensive line, just shut that all the way down, and that really hurt us because the right. previous week we dropped 100 rushing yards. And besides that one big run from Meredith – that was immediately followed by a fumble. So it basically didn't even count. Right. Like that was just erased from the game once Joe Johnson fumbled. Right. Those turnovers right. really did cost us the game. I mean, we're going to have turnovers, and our offense didn't move the ball consistently, but those those turnovers really did. Definitely. Most. And, and I think if you just get rid of one of those turnovers, we probably win the game. We probably win the game if we didn't throw that pick or have that fumble. Man, to be honest, I think if we get a turnover, like even that's though true. we had two turnovers, we didn't get any. And like that's what that's why what I was saying after the game, I was so mad at the defense. We didn't get a turnover or a sack. And I think that's one one good one good turnover. Five killing sack changes the whole momentum of the game. That is true. I, I love how both of us say. Are looking at our offense and defense. We're like, man, we fu- we fucked this up. <laughs> right. right. Like, we could have done better, even though your defense only allowed 16 points. And I was pretty mad at myself for for a bit after the game because I'm like, man, I, I I schemed up this offense. We looked fucking terrible. It was horrible. We played like shit on offense. Right. And then, right. And then I thought right. about it more, and I'm like, well, no, no matter what scheme I put in place, that fumble and that interception are something that I can't really control. And right. that, that could have been 14 points. And then we score 24 points. And then our offense looked pretty solid if we score 24. So I Definitely. thought that way. And I was like, I mean, my, I just didn't coach a great game. I, I didn't. 
coach a terrible game. Uh, I just didn't utilize our playbook to the fullest. It wasn't like I coached terrifically. It's not like I was Adam Gase out there. So <laughs> it's like when you're saying like the same thing with me looking at the defense, it being like we may have only given up 16 points, but we gave up like 300 and some passing yards. Like that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like they could pass on us. Like we were getting ate up by like over street out of the backfield and just passes over the middle. Like that's all I can think about. Like we're giving up way too many yards and not contesting any of these throws. All that, game, is, that actually did hurt the offense, specifically in the first half. That happened a lot, and that hurt our offense a lot because I'm pretty sure we we had like four offensive drives that that uh like uh first half. Right. And the Barons are stopping teams quick and getting turnovers all the time, and usually we'll get like six or seven drives. So, right. So we really lost out, and then when you add the turnover on top of it, that first half. Right. The turnovers, the turnovers and getting those extra opportunities really compensate for the fact that we're working with a guy like, you know, I love Brinker, but I understand Brinker is a younger guy that we're building. So having those those extra opportunities really help. And also not having Kenny still was key. Like when you're going against the Thunderbirds, you can't just be running out there with Mike Troy and Carl Maradon. No disrespect to them. Because they did what they had to do, but like on all those fourth down carries, like if Kenny still has those carries, those are a whole different carries. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I think Carl Meredith actually did, played pretty well that game, though. Like, yeah, he put he played well enough where he's going to get more playing time. Yeah, he he was good on. He had two screens where he got like 20 yards combined, and he had like four runs, and he had that one big run, and he had like three like three and four yard runs, and then like a two-yard run. So, he had, like, he didn't run the ball a lot. I mean, I'm probably forgetting a few runs because some of them were probably, like, zero or, like, five. Right. You no, know? nah, he was very – he was he was productive on his runs. He only got yeah. four, but he was productive on his runs. Yeah, yeah I, I, I remembered right then because I only remember him getting, like, four or five carries. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I'm thinking about him and Kenny Steele and that split-back set. Oh, that's going to be good because then you've got Kenny Steele who's just great at everything. I, I kind of compare Kenny Steele to Christian McCaffrey a little bit, except slightly worse as a receiver. He's not quite as good. I know I'm not supposed to compare players to NFL players, but... Hey, I understand, but we want to we wanna build him to get there. So I, I definitely understand. Yeah, Kenny Steele's almost that good. I mean, like, honestly, two more years and he'd be basically... In two more years, he's probably going to be that level of player because he's, he's already got all the things you look for in a running back, like Kenny Steele does. He's just got to stay healthy for us. Definitely. And he's healthy. That's going to be a beast. And then you've got Meredith. And Meredith is just a kind of a straight line, super fast guy. Like, if he gets any space, he's going to burst through it. Right. Like, you remember the like uh, the 49ers offense in the real NFL, how they always have those running backs, all those fast running backs, that if they get any space, they burst for, like, 30 yards? Right. Kind of Meredith is. Because I know they all have, like, four running backs who all have, nine, like, 93 speed and Madden. <laughs> right. And it's like he'll he'll be a good compliment to Kenny Still. And it's just been a matter of learning him. And I think from watching him in his last game a lot about how we can use him, especially in his book. Yeah, Kenny Steele is like lightning and then and then Meredith is just like uh blue lightning because because one of them's elusiveness and the other one is just pure speed, you know. <laughs> right. So they're both lightning, but one's a different type of lightning. 
Right. One of them is fast and elusive, and the other one is just extraordinarily fast for a running back. Hell, in general, if he was a receiver, he would be really fast. Definitely. Definitely. So. So that's why we definitely – that's why he was really good on those screens, and we definitely have to find more ways to get him uh, active. We definitely have to find more ways to get him active. Yeah, yeah. That game plan showed Mike Troy. Mike Troy didn't have a chance in that game, honestly, with his skill set. Because our right. offensive line, Mike Troy's game is vision and looking through holes. Looking through holes in the defense, like looking through where our blockers open stuff up. And those right. holes not stay open long enough. Because when you have Wayne Norman – as the middle linebacker on top of having like the best, one of the best, if not the best defensive line in the whole RFL. Three best. You have long to get to this hole. You're not going to have that opportunity like you had against the Wizards. Wizards are a good defense, but they're not the Thunderbirds. They're not even close to the Thunderbirds because the Thunderbirds are in a league of their own. So right. those things are going to close quick. And I, I, we, I should have thought about that when we were setting our running back depth shot. I just was like, well, he played so well last week. We're just going to let him play again. Right. We, oh. we, we're a team. We should have thought about that because I agree. I agree. But we should have thought about it. Yeah. I mean, Wayne Norman, like whenever there'd be a hole, Wayne Norman or Gray would come right through and just instantly there's no longer a hole. Right. And also, we're down our, we're down lane printers. So that's true, too. One of, he's one of our best linemen, isn't he? Yes. And even though, uh, Stuart Thompson did a good job, uh, in his replace in his replacement because he didn't give up a sack. It probably didn't even feel like it was a sixty-seven out there against uh, those Toronto Thunderbirds, but he did a good job, uh, especially being a rookie. So he's somebody that we want to continue to build. But having Lane Printers in there uh, definitely opened up holes a little bit more too. But no one's Kenny still, man. No one's Kenny mm-hmm. still. No one's Kenny. That's why. That's why he's the highest picked uh, running back in RFL history. I heard that on the RFL podcast trivia. I was like, for real? I, I thought yeah. for sure it would be another running back who was picked higher than uh, – well, it was like seven, right? He's picked seven. Yeah. And another fun fact, uh, the Barons before last year, uh, the Barons picked seventh overall every draft. That's insane. That, that's insanely funny. So, yeah, it was Amari Manuel, it was Kenny Steele, and then it was uh, Mar Rivers, Cheeseburger. All so number seven picks. Something would have to go horrifically wrong for us to get number seven this year. So we're not getting eight and eight. When you're eight and eight every year, man, those kind of things happen. That's why we're breaking that curse. We're breaking that Mm -hmm. curse. You broke it last year, and now we gotta get the double digit wins. That's our goal. goal. We got we got the Condors next, and that that's a game that I think we're we're gonna have something cooked up for. I don't Condors. We gotta come out and we we gotta bounce back in this game. We definitely gotta bounce back in this game. I've been saying the whole podcast. And we had the Lancers next, and we got the Condors next. But, hey, shout-out to the Lancers. But either way, since we got the Condors next, that might change everything. That might change let me, everything. Let me make sure I look at the schedule right, because our next game's week 14, right? Yeah, it is it is the Condors. You are very right. The you Lan- are very right. When do we play the Lancers? Because week 15's the Monarchs. We play them after the Monarchs. Okay, so, yeah, it's – it's week 16. We're going to be playing. Oh, so, yeah. We need both of these. We really need all. We got to go 12 and 4. We yeah, we, we have to win out. We yeah, can't lose any of these games. That, that last game we lost was a huge kick. Yes. And we need the Explorers to win on Thursday. We're the biggest. I'm the biggest Explorers fan you've ever seen on Thursday. 
I'm making a bold prediction. I think the I think the Explorers are going to win. I think Explorers yeah. are going to win. I think they're going to beat them. Yes, me too. Me Bill, too. Bill's a, good coach. Bill's a good coach, and I think he's going to come out there and he's just going to dominate. So, I hope so, man. I, I hope so. We need it because if if Bill doesn't win this game, more than likely we're going to first shuffle. And oh, then so we far, win. with the wild card teams, we're not looking too good because the Diablos are in a wild card. The Desperados are in a wild card. Uh, who else? Man. The Explorers are being a wild card. The Thunderbirds, if they don't, well, the Thunderbirds are probably winning the division if the Explorers don't beat them. Then we have to play the Lancers. They're going to be in a wild card. So we're not looking good on the tiebreaker front. So the thing is, if, if uh, the Thunderbirds do win against the Explorers, then the Lancers game is going to be key. We're going to be rooting for the Lancers somewhat. And then okay. once we play us, we're going to be praying for their downfall and we're going to come up with a game plan to beat them. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe in anybody to beat the Thunderbirds other than Bill. Like, I feel like we should have beat them on Monday. We should have beat them or on Sunday. I'm sorry. But we should have beat them then, and Bill should beat them this week on Thursday. And then after that, they're probably going to win out. I know they got some NFL games. It's just because they are who they are, and now they're going to be even better because Isaiah Ingram and Jaren Gray are where they're supposed to be. I don't believe in anybody to really beat them for real. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them. It felt like we had the perfect storm of bad events happen for us to lose. So, yeah. It and felt I want to, like perfect storm of bad things happen. I want <laughs> to keep our mind on we have to win no matter what. If we win, if we win out, we should be in the we should be in the playoffs. That's all that matters. Like, we if we need, lose one game, we're probably, we, we might miss if we lose just one more game. So we, we yeah. got one there, game could be the difference between making the playoffs and picking 13. This so, Condors game, the Condors have not been having the best year, but they still got a good, really good quarterback. So, right. They, and they just, beat, they just beat the Snowhawks. They yeah, just they beat the Snowhawks. So, this would be a good for the tiebreaker front if the Snowhawks and the Elks, they're battling it out. We want to have this tiebreaker over. We want to have – we just need to win every game. And the yeah. games that we lost, that we shouldn't have lost, like this last game, that Tigers game, like those are going to be key games, especially with them both being division. Like the best we can do in division now is four and two. Mm-hmm. My, I'm going to say this now. <clears throat> We're playing the Condors as our next game. And the Condors defense looked good against the Snowhawks. But the whole year, they have not been consistent, like as a whole this year. Right. Consistent. And, hey, listen. And I need a, I need our offense. I need to scheme our offense up to come out there and drop 36 points. I'm going to need. I have an idea of exactly what I think we should do. But I'm going to keep it to myself, and I'm going to let you come up with your idea, and I'm going to see how those ideas contrast with each other. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. I'm going to have to – I haven't looked into the Condors a ton. I've only watched a few of their games. So, right. so this, this bye week I'm going to use my time to look at, like, every game they've played over the last, like, two years. Right. Hey. You know, everything they've been up to. Me too. Especially – I'm definitely going to be looking at these uh, – I think the biggest games are going to be their PS5 games because teams have been playing way different on PS5. 
So, like, week three to now, I'm looking at all those games. I'm definitely looking at uh, the Snowhawks game a couple times. Uh, not only for how to attack them, but how to stop them, too. Because that yes. offense, when that offense gets going, it's a scary offense. That, their quarterback is really talented. That's why. Yeah. Their quarterback has the arm, the mobility, and the accuracy. Yes. Big plays. And his traits aren't bad, so his traits don't hinder him from doing those. Their team should have a way better record. Like, if they had a coach and they had a defense, then they might be a completely different team. They could We could be talking about a playoff team if they had a defense because that offense is actually pretty good. Their yeah. offense is over there because they, yeah. they can drop the 40 on anybody. Yes. And well, maybe I not think that's something that we'll definitely have to think about because, one – I don't want to get too excited thinking, like, knowing how their defense plays, we should just be able to come out there and just score. But also, at the same time, when I think about scheming against their offense, I don't want to – I'm not underestimating them. I'm going to play their us, and they can put up 400 points at any time. That's how you got to play every team, but, I mean, especially a team yeah. the back as talented as theirs. Definitely. Definitely. And then they're going to be CPU. So I have to make sure that I pick something where the CPU won't super scheme against it. And we out here looking crazy. Yeah. So. I feel like it might have happened a little bit against the Thunderbirds, too. Because for some reason, those Smash concepts did not work very well, even though everything that I looked up told me in the film told me that it would work. Right. <laughs> everything I looked aired towards that. And then suddenly, Whenever we ran plays that attacked the middle, they had perfect coverage over the middle. And then we'd go to that smash concept, and our dude literally got mossed for the ball. And they were right. guys out. Somehow it was double covered. And I'm just like, man, I don't know how they're covering all parts of the field so well. It was such a tough game for us because literally every blade of grass seemed to have a Thunderbirds player teleport in there. Like every blade of grass had a Thunderbird there. It was, they played right. really well. Our scheme that's, was an issue, but that's every, why I have a I have an idea for what I for what I think we should do against the Condors, but I still want to see what conclusion that you come to. So yeah, I don't have any concrete conclusions yet, so I'm gonna have to come up with my plan. And I'm gonna then we're gonna talk and I'm gonna talk to you about your game plan, and then we're gonna see what we like and we're gonna figure it out. Like I could have a game plan, and then I could hear yours and be like, "Oh, bro, that's genius," and then we're just gonna do that, and we'll probably. We'll probably – I'm not going to say we're probably going to win with either one, but I think our offense is probably going to get rolling with whatever we come up with. Right. And Too I'm thinking time. because it's the Condors, man, we should just – we should give this Panthers book one more run. Or we should do it with Kenny. That mm -hmm. I will say. I, I do think – even though I really want to – I want to run a read option. I really do. And we might run something out of Kenny's back. I think we should go with this with this book. We I just we have to see Kenny in this book. And of all the teams that we play coming up, this would be our last opportunity to really see what we can do to know how to move on forward. Like every game is a must win, and I don't want to approach this game like we can just kind of practice on them, but like we want to see what we can do. Like, we kind of have an idea of what we've seen, but now we'll have our our star guy in there. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. 
my theory is Kenny's going to get 100 rushing yards and at least 60 receiving yards. I think he's going to go out there and dominate. I think he's going to go out there and he's going to look like a superstar. Like, he's going to look like C-Mac in real life. That's what he's going to look like because he's going to be doing everything. That's how this looks. He's going to be like him too. But the most important thing is that we score some points and that we win this game. I don't care who scores. They can throw it to the punter, right? Bro, it could be our third string left tackle. I don't care if we fumble the snap and then he our third string left tackle for some reasons in the game picks it up and trucks three dudes. That's how we scored a touchdown. That's how we scored a touchdown. Yes. Put points on the we just got to see. I feel like this book could be productive with Kenny. I feel like this is a book for him. It utilizes a lot of his strengths to his advantage. And this will be a good opportunity for us to see what he can do in this book. I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah. Yeah. We got to win the turnover battle against the Condors, too. Our yeah. our, our, our offense's biggest Achilles heel has been the fact that we've had turnovers. Like, when our team's offense has been at its best, we don't turn the ball over in the red zone. Because right. when does that, we lose. Like right. some of the games where Brinker and the rest of our teams turned the ball over. So we have the Desperados game. We we got the crap kicked out of us that game. We have the Diablos. We got the shit kicked out of us that game too. He turned the ball over there. And then a, a game we really should have won against the Tigers. He turns the ball over. He turns the ball over with a bunch of costly interceptions. Six, six, two interceptions rob us of points. We lose the game. And then this last week, it wasn't all his fault. He only had one pick, but we also have that fumble. And we lose that game. We we gave up two chances to score. And the common factor in all these games, all these losses is that our team was turning the ball over more than we were getting the ball from our defense. That's that's it seems to be what wins us games is our turnover differential. When we turn over the ball more than the other team turns over the ball, we lose. That's what it seems seems like to me, personally. Personally, from what I've seen from our team, whenever we turn the ball over more, we just lose. That's what happens. And whenever we don't turn over the ball more, we win. You know what? The one thing that I've noticed about all of those games is that we only got one turnover in all of those games combined. And that's another reason why we lost, too. Right? Just as much as you feel like, hey, we're turning the ball over too much on offense. I feel like we're not getting turnovers on defense. I don't know what it is where we can't really get it, like, together. It's like either we either have a whole bunch of picks on defense or we have a whole bunch of picks on offense. But some way, somehow, we got to find a, a balance. Yeah, that's what I'm, I was talking about. Whenever we turn the ball over more than our – and then your defense turns it over back to us, we lose. And it sounds pretty simple. When we have the ball more, we win. But, I mean, it's the truth. Whenever our team forces more turnovers than the other team does, we win. Whenever the defense is getting turnovers like crazy, we win the game. And if our offense, like, your defense, we can't expect your defense to get three turnovers every week, which that's the goal, though. Our def- yes, your def- we can. See, yes, we can. That's why I'm mad because I expect my defense to get three turnovers every game. But I, I understand what you're saying. I do. 
<laughs> I expect my offense to put up 36 points every game. That's why I was so mad. Oh, yeah, we, that, that's how you're supposed to feel. Like, I understand. I, I, we both feel that way because we know how good our some of the weapons we have on both sides of the ball are. So we get mad when they're not playing right for us, when we aren't putting them in the positions we want. Because yeah. I'm, how are we going to turn the ball over twice in the red zone? What are we doing? What are we doing? We just we just lost our team 14 points in momentum. And you're like, how are we not going to get a sack and an interception? At least. How are we not going to get four sacks and two interceptions or three sa- sacks and an interception? Three inter- a sack or an interception. Like, come we on. Got zero. We got zero of both. Yes. We didn't get any pressure. We're going to have to find ways to generate more pressure. Because that, that seemed to be the issue. I mean, I'm not qualified for your to coach your defense and tell you what you need to do. We did not it's get gonna it. be even harder without cheeseburger. We lost Mar Rivers for five weeks. Well, um, he'll be he'll be back. He should be back for the Explorers game, week 17, which will probably be for the division if we do what we're supposed to do. But it's like it's gonna be so much harder to get things done, especially up the middle and stopping a run without him. Yeah, I mean. But we'll find a way. We'll find a way. It's it's tough. It's tough, man. It's tough. Oh, yeah. And we really need that. Like the Kenny, the Kenny still injury, it hurt. But it's like I feel like we can still kind of get it done. But the cheeseburger really. injury, it's a different kind of thing. It's like, man, it's the this the foundation to the house. It's the foundation to the house right here. He makes yeah, everything when, click. So when you build a defense, when you build a defense, like one of the, the most underrated positions. And on the whole defense by all fans of football, all fans of football underrate nose tackle. Like I hear people talking about all the time about, well, they didn't, why did they draft a nose tackle? Why didn't they draft that linebacker who who's rangy and fast? Or why didn't they draft that wide receiver who we really wanted? Why did they draft that big 300 pound nose tackle? Who's going to eat up blocks. And I'm just like, they drafted him because that is the key to a good pass rush. That, that, Helps the whole defense work together. That yeah. nose tackle is a key cog in the whole pass rush. And without a good nose tackle eating up those blocks, all the other pass rushers, their life is much harder. So it's kind of like the because it's the unsung hero of the whole defensive line. Because a good nose tackle can make or break your D line, and and it, it's hard to notice. It's not even hard to notice. It's easy to notice a lot of times because if you have a bad nose tackle. Your run game, you're gonna struggle against the run. And in pass sets, when the offense goes in the pass sets, what happens is they just don't eat up those blocks. And now your number one edge rusher, two edge rusher, might both be double teamed. Well, right. well if they have a tight end, both of them. Right. Or both of them. But right. your best edge rusher rusher at least is always gonna be double teamed. And if you have a nose tackle who who eats up two blocks, you can't leave him with one person because he's just going to eat through that one guy and sack your quarterback. So right. he has double teamed. He draws attention. And everyone right. else's job is much easier. So without Cheeseburger, our whole defense is going to be a little bit out of sync, and we're going to have to find ways to compensate for the loss of such a good player because so, that's yeah. the key cog of that D-line. Yeah. There's ways, like, there's, there's people I can move around. It's just it's going to suck. It's going to suck, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I kind of wanted to switch books. 
I kind of wanted to switch back to uh, Pittsburgh to try to get more pressure, but I think I'm going to have to kind of stick with the Rams for a little bit and try okay. to run a little bit of uh, four or five. Condors are Condors hey, the Condors have some decent running backs. You let Buki Johnson get loose at all. So, or Sanchez Lawrence. Sanchez Lawrence used to be a a, a Baron. So, we traded him to the Crusaders. They traded him to the Condors. So, he's another guy who's sneaky good that you don't want to let get loose. That Condors offense is dangerous. And that defense. I haven't looked at exactly all the holes they have on their defense. I don't know why the Snowhawks failed because of that, because the Snowhawks is one of the few games I have watched of the Condors. I watched that Condors-Snowhawks game, and I was watching that game, and I was like, they're talking about how bad this Condor defense is, but they're playing well today. Right. I'm going to look at the games. I'm going to look at that Snowhawks game again, and after I look at a game where the Condors got lit up, because that's really – because I'm going to look at what the Snowhawks did and what other teams did, and I'm going to see if there's, like, one thing that switched it for the two teams. Because if I can find that one thing, I can completely build a game plan to demolish it. Right. There's one common denominator between all the big games that the teams have had, and that one common denominator wasn't there for the Snowhawks game. Like, let's say the X scheme – or X type of pass was used by all the teams that blew the doors off them, but the Snowhawks didn't do that thing. Like, because I haven't looked into it yet, but when I look into it, I'm going to notice those things. I'm going to be like, hmm, we got to run this because that's going to fuck them up because every team that's run this is blew the doors off them. Right. Recognize that. It shouldn't take long because I'm going to look through. What do I have? I got like nine games to look through. Week three. Yeah, I got nine games. Yeah, roughly. So, So I'm going to just look through all those and I should have an easy idea of what we need to do. And we're going to put up, we're going to put up points. We're going to put up points against the Condors. Yes. We put 10 points up. We're going to put up more than 10 points. I believe it. 10 points. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. So, yeah, hopefully we can get the defense to put up more than 10 points too, because. <laughs> yeah. They, they, our defense is going to get some turnovers this week. I'm, I'm going to say that too. I don't yeah. know how much we're going to give up, but we're going to get some turnovers. That's the goal, man. That's the goal. My offense is going to do better keeping the ball, too. I believe it. We're not going to have more than one turnover. Yeah, I really want to see how you work with Kenny for the first time. Kenny, there's so much I can do with him. He's a beast running the ball, and he's a beast passing the ball, catching the ball. So elusive, fast, powerful. I mean – what do you want from him? He runs good routes, elusive, fast, powerful. I mean, I, I'm going to have to find a way to use every single part of his game to the fullest. Because if we can utilize him, I mean, that could literally get – Kenny might get us 21 points by himself if, if I'm in the right scenario. So, yes. And that's the scary thing. And that's that's what I can't wait to see, man. That's what I can't if wait to see. If up 150 yards, no telling what Kenny can do. Yes. And if Meredith can basically get like 60 yards on four carries and then like 40 receiving, I don't know if those are exact numbers. I just know he played really well. He did. And he'll definitely see more time. Close to 100 scrimmage yards. Like we're going to still get Meredith involved, but I don't know. It's going to be the Kenny show. 
at running back. Welcome back, Kenny. Yeah, it's going to be his welcoming back party. We're going to put him out there. It's going to be his welcome back party. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to have to get the balloons out because it's going to be a party in the end zone for him. <laughs> hey, put a crown on the BM balloon. We having a party. Having a hey, party. You agree, every, you agree with everything I've said? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to hear it. Hey, man, it was a pleasure talking to you tonight, man. We'll definitely be doing another podcast. I know we're all for uh, we're all for the NFL bye week, so I'll definitely be back in contact with you because we definitely want to talk about more things, uh, especially going down. Uh, I guess we getting closer to the draft. Uh, with guys looking at uh, they're doing the draft prospects uh, on the on the three hundred seven uh podcast with uh, Mitchie and Forbes. They've been already doing the draft uh prospects, so I guess we could start talking about some things that uh. Or some guys you may be interested in from the college series, uh, as far as adding to, uh, I guess the offense or guys that you and I working with, and uh, we can just talk a little bit more about uh, the future of the offense with this team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look. I, I'm a little bit behind on the offensive scouting. So, so yeah, me. Hey, listen, me too. Me, well, I I dive right into the league. I've been focused on the league. So, yeah, I've been focused on uh, trying to help us win games this regular season. So, so I, I definitely I'm understand. Gonna this, but I'm the gonna only have prospects to. I even know are the ones that I've heard so far from the podcast to know who to go back and look for and uh, to kind of address. Like, Yeah, so I'm going to have to look into that. So, I'm going to yeah. put some time aside. Once, once yeah. last time, I'm going to take an hour every time. Every week, I'm going to have to take at least a few hours and Look through the prospects. So, yeah. Hey, we can we can wait because it's gonna be a lengthy it's gonna be a lengthy ordeal, and we have enough on our plate already. Yeah, and yeah. who he wants to change based off our off season and who we pick up and free agents. So yeah, definitely. And then again, we might target our free agents based off who we see in the draft too. Exactly. Exactly, oh. and our position our position is going to be key. So we'll Hopefully see. Late. You know, we'll see. We'll find some. We'll find something for the next pot. We'll find yeah, something hoping, for the next pot. I'm hoping we pick 32. That's what I'm hoping. Yes. Or I guess, yeah. I guess technically 16, since the other NFL picks don't really matter. Oh, and if we get the 32nd pick, I might put it on the block. So yeah, we'll see. 32nd pick, we might trade that for some player who can help us right now and back, go back to back. That's that'll. Be cool. Our goal is to win a championship this year. Our goal isn't to get a prospect in the draft. You know, Definitely. you know that would be nice. If we can find a guy at 32 who's a top prospect, we'd be happy. You know, Definitely. if we but our goal isn't isn't to uh to get one of those top picks. Our goal is to win it all this year. So so yeah. I'm gonna worry about the draft, but that's gonna be kind of a side quest. Definitely. Definitely. I like that. I like that. All right, my man's. We're going to cut this short because, well, not short because we're at 41 minutes. We're going on 42 minutes. And then mm -hmm. I know what I recorded earlier was about 50 minutes. So we got a long pot on our hands, man. We got a long pot on our hands. But that's good, man. That's good. That's always good. A lot of content. Yep. So, yeah. Great right. talking to you. We'll definitely be uh, calling you back soon, man. Definitely be calling you back soon. All right, man. I'll see you on the next podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
All right, man. Baron Nation, stay strong. Hey. All right. As you heard her from Nikki Flames, Baron Nation, stay strong. All right. And don't forget, earn your stripes. Okay. Protect the crown. Okay. Gorilla Gang. Yes, sir. Gorilla Gang. All right. Bomb Squad. Go Barons.